most popular ways for me to educate will be to um to write a book which um i can start next year but it's not something that needs to come out next year uh, mm. something i can start very slowly and also um to to create a course mm. so for example many people want to start investing and want to understand how to start investing properly the key considerations what accounts to open Hello, welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jack. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, Peter. I'm very, very good. Uh, the Christmas lights are shining, uh, decorations are up and I'm ready for Christmas dinner coming soon. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> very soon. I know you're looking forward to that one, man. But yeah, Christmas light over in the town where... I live in uh, Christmas lights are literally everywhere. I'm not going to lie, at nighttime, it looks really um, pretty, man. I'm not going to front at all. But yeah, man, um, it's that season. So, you know, even for our listeners, the next few episodes that you might be listening to, you might be reflecting on that season as well. But Jax, man, definitely good to hear from you as well. Well, absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess uh, for our listeners, just a massive shout out to you um, and wherever you are in the world. Hopefully you are enjoying the festive season as well. Um, and yeah, we just appreciate your ongoing support. Please do keep doing what you are doing to support us, tuning in and probably more importantly, sharing the conversations with others as well. Um, we are in that season where we're pretty much um, at the end of the calendar year. Um and as usual for a lot of people, including myself and Jets, it's a it's an opportunity to, in addition to the celebrations and the happy and joyful times and all of that good stuff, it's an opportunity to reflect, reflect on the year. Um and on this episode, we might touch base on this again on some other episodes in and reflect on different areas. But for this episode in particular, me and Jets are gonna be reflecting on one financial lesson that we have learned in 2023 man um so it's not going to be a long one but it's just going to be one of those episodes where we get to actually reflect we're always talking and providing education um out there on our episodes right jacks but it's also good for us to actually look within ourselves and actually reflect on how we've been on our personal finance uh, journey yeah i mean personal finance or the personal finance journey is a lifelong journey and um, there are many things that we will learn, uh, whether it's in a book, uh, whether it's uh, through consuming content or whether that's through personal um, experience. And I think it's good to take inventory of those things that we are um, experiencing and learning and actually reflecting on them uh, so that we can actually use them to, you know, uh, better the journey and, and make it a journey a bit more smoother. Absolutely, man. Um, learning so important, man. We learn from others, from ourselves, our own experiences as well. And hopefully our listeners can maybe take one or two things from um what we have to say. But also for our listeners, if you have any um key things that you've learned um this year, feel free to send it over to us and we're happy to put a snippet of whatever you say out on our Instagram or mention in our podcast episodes as well. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to hear what some of our keen listeners all over the world have learned this year. But Jax, um, do you want to go or should I go for the one financial lesson of 2023? <laughs> just one. I mean, there yeah. was many, right? But we're just going to touch on one. Yeah, I think um, I'll go first. I, I, go I think 
um, I alluded to it in uh, one of our episodes. I believe that was episode 143. Um, and that was titled Income Follows Assets. Income Follows Assets. And I think that's something that we kind of knew um, without actually following that, you know, that actual title that, yes, you know, if in order to build wealth, you have to be um, an owner of assets. You have to accumulate assets. Um, but I think especially this year, the thing that's become clearer to me is that whilst we can use our income to buy income, so we can use our hard-earned money that we get from work, we can earn more than what we spend, and we can use some of that money to invest in income-producing assets, such as bonds or such as stocks and shares, equities that pay dividends, or a very popular one is real estate. But I think one thing that I really learned this year was that um, you don't you can't, you don't have to just buy um, assets that produce income. You can actually create assets that produce income as well. Um, and in that episode, I talk about the fact that you know for for people that are employed and I'm employed, uh, I work uh, throughout the month, and then towards the end of the month, I will get uh, a paycheck. I will get paid um, at the end of the month for the work that I've done, and you know, and then I'll do whatever I need to do. I pay my bills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I'll work again and then I'll get paid the next month and, and, and the journey continues. However, you know, when it comes to understanding income following assets from an asset that you've created, even though, you know, you might spend a long time, uh, you know, and energy and resource into creating an asset, it doesn't just pay you at the end of the month, which is directly linked to how much work you do, for example, or the fact that you are working. However, it's something that can pay you. And I said in the episode, it can pay you into perpetuity. Uh, an example that I gave was, uh, you know, creating a book, writing mm-hmm. a book um, as something that's that's an asset, right? So income follows assets, you can actually create a book. And that book that you've created, that you've, that you've written, um, can earn you an income for a long time because once the book is created, people can consistently buy the book over time. So yeah, I think that's the thing that I learned this year that I'm paying a bit more attention to mm-hmm. um, whilst I've been diligent um, over the years in you know, buying income producing assets. Like dividend stocks, I think one thing I'm really thinking about from 2024 onwards is how I can create assets as well. Mm. Hmm. I love that. And... I don't know if you mentioned the episode, uh, Jax, any exciting things that you're thinking about in terms of create, uh, what assets to create for 2024 that you're happy to share now? Well, absolutely. So um, as an educator, um, that's what I enjoy. That's what I'm good at. I believe that's one of the gifts that God has given me um, is looking at the means to which to educate. Um, and I think two of the most popular ways for me to educate will be to um, to write a book which um, I can start next year, but it's not something that needs to come out next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Something I can start very slowly. And also um, to to create a course. Mm. So for example, many people want to start investing and want to understand how to start investing properly, the key considerations, what accounts to open, um, especially if you're from the UK. Um, there's not too much out there in terms of actually guiding the everyday person on how to invest properly. Right. 
So I can create a course, uh, a short course um, that can help people actually start um, investing wisely. So that's something that's on my mind as well. And even talking about books again, you can create, or we can create an ebook. Mm. I believe, you know, creating a work finance ebook uh-huh. um, will be something that's uh, very uh, interesting. I think our listeners can very, would definitely benefit from something that's structured and written that they can purchase for a very low fee and actually benefit from the information on there. Hmm. Love that, love that, love that, man. For our listeners, if you want to, Stay tuned and find out more about that potential ebook coming out and even some of the other stuff Jack's mentioned in terms of courses as well. I'm sure when they are up and going in due time and they'll be mentioned on these uh, podcasts as well. But now, Jack's, I, I really do um, love that man. And you, when we done the episodes um, around income follows assets, it was also um, which you touched on based on a book that you read. You want to just remind the listeners what book that was. Yeah, um, the book was called 24 Assets. It's a book um, that's very popular, very popular amongst um, a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, if I'm really honest, I haven't actually finished the book, but I was very uh, captivated by the, the different ideas of assets, mm. you know, because, you know, coming from an asset management background, I'm, I'm, I'm told that there are five asset classes. <clears throat> so the five asset classes are, Stocks, shares, bonds, uh, real estate, and alternative assets like commodities, etc. But twenty four assets goes into a bit more detail when it even talks about your brand being an asset. Um, so yeah, mm. it's called Twenty Four Assets. It's by uh, a guy called Daniel Presley. Um, so if anyone wants to read that, they can they can check it out. Hmm. Really, just opens up your mind, man. Thanks for that, Jax, man. Um, and I know I've already added that onto my to do list, so I'm sure when I get around. Um, my current books so i'll get onto that one as well so thank you for that Jax. um we are gonna uh, give a shout out to a city where we are getting listeners from um and Jax, this city is called natrang which is a city in vietnam oh wow i think that's our first listener um or listeners from from vietnam come on come um, on uh the pictures of this city looks beautiful yeah, I mean, my wife has been, she's spent quite a lot of time in Asia. So, uh, yeah, she's definitely been to Vietnam and she loves it there. Hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the World Finance Podcast. You are here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. And if you want to know more about what we do, because World Finance is more than just a podcast, we serve in a community. Head over to www.walkfinance.co.uk. That's www walkfinance.co.uk and if you want to follow us on socials we are mainly on instagram that will be at walk finance team again that's at walk finance team and we're also on linkedin so if you search for walk finance you are sure to find us i hope you are enjoying the podcast episodes and gaining tons of value come on come on come on a massive shout out to our listeners over there in vietnam natrang and our listeners all over the world. Hopefully you are gaining tons of value as well. Now, but Jets, what I really liked about that, what you shared there is not just a reflection on the lessons that you've learned, but more importantly, how you're actually going to take that learning and move it forward into 2024. And you've just really given some really good examples of how you're going to turn that into actual action. So yeah, really excited to see how that um, turns out for you as well um and yeah great 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 lessons man anything else you wanted to add on to actually yeah i think i think you know i've learned 
a lot <laughs> when it comes yeah, to yeah. personal finance. Yeah, but this is the one thing that I would say has really stuck uh, by me as something that's quite new. And of course, you know, you've come across many entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs, for example, who have courses and ebooks and stuff like that. Um, but I think what's what was fascinating to me was the fact that this is this is actually an asset. Um, and actually given that given it that terminology is is it changes the way I look at it, kind of thing. Um, and as someone who um believes, you know, that in our 20s, 30s, 40s, and even 50s we are in what we call the asset accumulation stage of our personal finances mm. where we build assets. Um, and then when we get to, well, it could be earlier, but usually in our fifties, sixties, et cetera, then we are at a stage where we want to live off those assets. For example, mm. I would have always thought that in order to build your assets, you want to invest for your pension. You want to invest through other investment accounts and you want to buy assets in stock shares, bonds, et cetera, et cetera, index funds, mutual funds. But to hear the term assets being linked to things like digital assets or things that you can create. So it's a, it's one thing being a digital asset, but it's also the fact that you create it rather than buying it kind of thing. And I think um, as a Christian, I know the first thing that God tells us is that he's creative because it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think when we you know look at the times in our lives when we are most fulfilled, or least fulfilled, it's something to do with creativity. Mm. Um, And so, you know, it's important for us to live in our creative space. And so I think for me to do that as an educator is to create something that provides education. And I think it's important to understand that we can all create something that can provide us with income. Mm. And it's important to look at those things as assets as well and understand that income does follow assets. It's not just about working a nine to five or doing a trade because even then the terminology stands because income is following you as the asset. You are the asset in that respect and you are always the asset. But in terms of the income generated in that circumstance, you are the asset. However, in diversifying our portfolios and understanding that long-term we want to have at least seven streams of income. Once we understand that income follows assets, we, of course, still stick to accumulating assets through stocks and shares and that kind of stuff. But we can also create assets that can even outlive us. I mm. love that. I love that. I love that. Outlive us and, yeah, be around literally forever. So, no, I love that, Jats, man. Really, really, yeah, really, really like that. Um, uh, on my, um, Thanks for that, Jats. I'm really useful. I think for me... Um, my one, um, and, and just to give a bit of context, so 2023, what's going on this year? Quite a few things, um, that's going on, um, for myself, um, for example, and many people, most of us listeners can relate to this as well. So for example, I've had car breakdowns and, you know, severe, um, car issues, which has meant, you know, um, it's proved quite costly to, to, um, fix it um i've had two two to three major pieces of work done in the home um where i have and obviously as a homeowner um you have to fix that yourself um in terms of your cash um as well so um issues um an issue in the bathroom that was fairly costly 
um, a boiler issue. And then, of course, like many, many people, in particular, obviously, homeowners all over, um, all over, have to also prepare for um, remortgaging, which you've obviously yourself, Jax, I've just gone through that this year. My one is actually next year. Um, and the reason why I'm actually mentioning all of this is because a lot of these songs that things that I'm mentioning, this happens on a regular basis where it's not like, it's not an unusual thing. But for me, I definitely had these things happen in a very short space of time. And here on the Woke Finance Podcast, in general, when it comes to, you know, the um, personal finance journey, we always talk about the importance of having <laughs> an emergency fund. And yeah. we always say that emergency fund is for when for when something happens, not if. And when we say that, we know, we're saying that we know something is definitely going to happen. Do not live in a life of naivety things will definitely happen and and it's one thing to always you know um prepare for that but then as i said sometimes these things might just happen every now and then once at the most twice in a year but this time for 2023 it happened like in a short space of time quite a lot of things and i am so grateful <laughs> like <laughs> so grateful so just grateful that i've practiced what we preach essentially because yeah. although those things I've mentioned were annoying financial burden, especially when the mechanic is saying all of these car jargon things, <laughs> car words that you don't even understand, but you know you've got to pay for it because you've got to get it done. And I'm so grateful that I actually listened to that um, to, uh, learning that, you know, we're always trying to educate people on. And I was able to manage that and I'm absolutely okay. And the reason why I mentioned remortgaging, because although that's not an emergency, but because of the interest rates, um, it's not easy to understand how much you might um, be able to um, pay when it comes to remortgaging, right? But now I'm fairly clear on that, the most of what that is going to look like when I remortgage next year. And again, even just having that buffer, knowing that when that time comes, I'm going to be all right, God willing, because... I've had an emergency fund. So, jerks, my lesson <laughs> and <laughs> reflection is really just honing in on the importance of having an emergency fund, man. Oh, mate. I mean, um, just, just, I mean, this time last year, I was going through um, a period where my boiler just start, decided to start acting up, if you remember. Um, I remember, bro. <laughs> yeah, just you know at, at the coldest christmas period it, it, it decided to mess around and again that's where we call upon the the emergency fund or as i like to call it the cash reserve mm. um because it's it's something that we 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 set up for that specific purpose um and it really you know as you said it doesn't mean that we don't feel the, the annoyance <laughs> you know the, the annoyance <laughs> of of having to fork out some cash to pay for something but well, you're right. You're right. At the end of the day, we, we know these things are coming. We just don't know when and how, but they're, they're, they're coming. And that's where the emergency fund comes in. So I think what's also important as well is to, uh, and this is something that I've thought about in a bit more detail, Peter, is I don't know about you, but I feel like my emergency fund has become or has had to become bigger because I'm a homeowner. One hundred. And and yeah. and that's something that I'm also making sure I maintain going into 2024, ensuring that it is bigger because some of these expenses, as you said, particularly if you are a homeowner, it you know it increases quite significantly. Oh yeah, yeah, 
yeah so so i think yeah it's important to you know look at our finances and see whether yeah whether the emergency fund is even sufficient for um the kind of life that we're living and the potential risks that that can take place but i mean well done i mean that's that's why it's there and you know on the walk finance podcast we've spoken about so many different things we've spoken about uh the, the different structures we we you know we set out in order to build our finances um and in, and in every single structure there is a cash reserve with emergency fund hmm. and so yeah that, that's that's important and it's it's nice to hear um and for our, our listeners to know that you know we we practice what we preach mm. um and and in practicing what we preach we are then um what's the word i'm looking for we are we, we verify the fact that this works um and the financial mm. peace that comes with with you know having this this emergency fund is 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 second to none um and actually in, got interested in going into 2024 uh, um I've, i'm looking to increase that cash reserve Mm. Um, I'm looking to increase that cash reserve because it's also a way to get what I call, you know, I call it kind of get further away from the edge mm. um, where you have that stability. And, you know, for the long term, I say in the very long term, you, you, you want to put your money into productive assets and cash is not a productive asset, um, it's, but you can earn interest in it. And in the current economic climate that we are in, you actually earn a pretty decent return. Uh, for holding cash as well so it's probably even more attractive now to uh, be able to increase your your emergency fund and yeah i, I share the same sentiment you know I, I, i've had a lot of um financial coaching clients who were so glad um that the they had an emergency fund set up back in 2020 when a financial hmm. um when a pandemic took place right it really came to save them because a lot of them lost their jobs and stuff mm. um so yeah well done well done that's something that yeah, it's well. I say well done. I mean, sorry for the. <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's stuff that is going to affect us all. I mean, it's just annoying when it happens in a short space of time, but it's things that's going to affect us all. And the key word you said is peace, man. Like, however annoying it is, you you can still come out of it with peace. And you know, for our listeners out there, and, and probably linked to the to this lesson, you know, in terms of even increasing your cash reserve. So usually we say three to six months. Um you know, um, the season we're in, in from an economic perspective, you might want to move further away from that three months and more closer to six months, if not um, more than that. Because you you said the word, uh, Jax, it's about moving away further from the edge. And by that, we literally mean a lot of people are one paycheck from falling into massive debt or um, if they lose their job right there and then, they cannot go beyond the month, if that makes sense. So, and it's so important. And Jack's in building that cash reserve, and we can all relate. That might mean that certain things might need to be pushed aside a bit um, until you can build that cash reserve. So you might not be able to, I don't know, enjoy life um, as much as you would normally do for a short temporary season as well. Yeah, I mean, it it, it really comes down to priorities, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, I would I would encourage people to prioritize getting far away from the edge. Um, you mentioned the fact that next year um your, your mortgage will be going up because you're remortgaging onto higher interest rates. And I've just gone through the process myself. Mm. Um well, guess what that means? That means that the budget has to change. Mm. It means that the cash reserve has to change because how much I'm required to pay on a monthly basis has gone up and and, and quite quite considerably. Um 
I have a friend who done a poll um, on her Instagram page um, because her her mortgage has gone up by four hundred pounds. Um, that's about five hundred dollars for those in America, and she 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 asked her audience, you know, guys, you know, is anyone else going through this? And the majority of the people that responded to her post, I think four hundred pounds was the least mm, that it was wow. that people had, yeah. A lot, there were some people that their mortgage has gone up by up to a grand. Mm. Um, and, and that also means that you have to adjust your cash reserve, your emergency fund to account for the fact that your monthly outgoings are much more right now. Mm. And it also means you may have to adjust your lifestyle. Mm. You may have to adjust your lifestyle. Yes, you can obviously do things like uh, speak to your uh your company to ask for a pay rise you maybe may even want to start 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 a sad hustle which is what my friend said she says she's looking to start um a sad hustle to pay for this additional increase right you can do all these things but also you can actually um adjust your lifestyle for a moment um, in order to cope with these changes in your personal finances love that love that love that man so yeah jacks man there, there are some of our lessons that we've learned <laughs> in tfaz i mean there's been many lessons it's been in a, a very interesting year um yeah it's been a very interesting and unique year as well um you know the world is coming out of the whole global event that took place and stuff and many other things are happening as well it feels like never ending but definitely been an interesting year to reflect on and very very much looking forward to um 2024 man oh me too i mean um when we when we discussed what we was going to uh talk about in this episode i wanted to even go through some of the investing lessons that mm. i've i've learned throughout this year because quite a bit's happened mm. um, i guess we could we could we could save that for another episode we have to uh, yeah, because it's been a very interesting period in the financial markets Hmm. very 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 um but now jacks man definitely a pleasure just um chopping it up and just reflecting um on some lessons we've learned um for our listeners hopefully yeah let us know if you can relate let us know if um you have anything to share as well um because we can also use it as an opportunity to talk about it on the podcast as well as a whole episode so do um let us know man but jacks man always always a pleasure um for our listeners keep doing what you're doing stay supporting us like and subscribing all of that good stuff and remember all stay stay woke